Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985 Santa Claus the movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number 45. We are. But before we dive into the minute, we have some listener feedback. Right, Dooley? More and more learning to write now, asking for what they want. Reading and writing, writing and reading. So which listener has written to us this week, Ben? Okay, we have heard from Jack from Total Christmas Podcast. Former guest of the show, Jack of Total Christmas Podcast. Yes. He wrote in and he told us about something that we thought maybe you guys would be interested in. Well, if you're in the UK especially. Yeah, if you're in the UK or you have an ability to watch UK website stuff. I thought you might be interested in a documentary that was on the UK over Christmas. It was called A Baby Reindeer's First Christmas, and it was all about the Cairngorm Reindeer Center, the center where Santa's reindeer ended up. It follows Tilly Smith, the author of Velvet Antlers, Velvet Noses, the book that we have been discussing on this podcast a little bit, and the other reindeer herders. Jack watched it, and he thoroughly enjoyed it. And so he sent us a link to the documentary. Now, unfortunately, we cannot watch it. Uh, We don't have access to it because we're in the United States. But uh, we will put the link for you guys to be able to watch it if you have the ability to watch it. (laughs) So on to the minute. Now, before we get too far into it, Ben did a little bit of research as to what the correct terminology to these ride-on toys that Patch and the boys are making in the Patchomatic Super Toy Constructor. Correct. So the blue one that we saw in the last minute, which we'll see again, but the blue one that we saw, those are ride-on scooters. And the one that is coming out of the machine right at the beginning of this minute, which is yellow and green and has red wheels, these are push-pull hand cars. Uh, they were quite popular and made out of metal around World War II. So they're they're rather older uh, older toy experiences, but they have they still have them today, uh, but they look quite a bit different than they do from the older style. So once the first push pull vehicle comes off of the assembly line, Boog hands it off to the well, he was the excitable elf from last week. He doesn't look very enthused this week. Well, <laughs> it looks like he has a whole push cart full of toys that have come off the Patchomatic. Yeah. And he, then he wheels it off screen. Right. Next, we have a neat close-up shot of that duck figure coming up to the camera and pulling back again while we hear like that whoop, whoop, whoop sound effect. Yeah, it's a really cool shot. I like that a lot. Santa, Anya, and Dooley look down at the machine. They're standing on one of those upper walkway platforms that we've seen throughout the movie. And you can see it's where the elves sleep. You can see their elf beds right there behind Santa. Anya looks amazed as she looks down. I can't really get a read on Santa. Can you tell what he's thinking looking down at the Patchomatic? Um, no. You can't really see his face very well. Um, I'm sure he's not too impressed. Like, I'm sure he's impressed, but also not too impressed all at the same time. Because, you know, he is kind of against this modern technology idea, you know. And it's also possible that he wants to keep, like, a 
like neutral, a, neutral. Grounds. Yeah, neutral face. Yeah. So not to play favorites. Meanwhile, Anya's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <look at> that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know what Dooley's thinking either. He's. <laughs> The clauses seem to catch the attention of Pat. She glances up at them and has a big smile on his face. Yeah, like, look at this. It's working, guys. Look. Yeah. More finished toys zip off the assembly line as the clauses walk away. They, they didn't oversee this very long. No, they didn't. They're like, eh, I've seen enough. <laughs> I would have been standing there for hours. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, man, look at that. But... Things aren't going as smoothly as Patch would think. Mm -mm. Our first indication is that the soundtrack, which has been all joyous music, starts to get a little wonky. Yes. I always associate this as like in my head. I think of like it's Wiley e. Coyote music. It's like <laughs> wah, 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 wah. yeah, whatever they're using to pick up those uh, those bolts is is not staying very uh, straight and narrow. The the yeah. painting doesn't really look that off. I mean, it looks a little sloppy. It looks sloppy, but the paint is something that the elves would be able to see right away. That's a good. point. You know what I mean? Like and nothing that comes out of this machine when it starts to go wonky is painted off so it's really just the internals that you yeah see. that's a good point the paint would be like a telltale sign something was off right mm -hmm. of course judging by the fact that not a single bolt goes into the hole <laughs> and the nut just falls off like what yeah. is keeping the toys together when they roll off the assembly line yes yeah, they should be falling apart as soon as the elves pick them up so this is where the novel and the movie are slightly different because in the novel um the screws and the bolts they were where they were supposed to be they just weren't tightened enough so it would hold everything together and it would appear to be just fine but once it was starting to get used, they would, you know, the bolts would back out and the nuts would back off because they weren't as tight as they were supposed to be. So but, the book kind of makes it you know, a little bit easier to um, understand why they didn't catch the defects in the machine in the machine because everything was still there. It just wasn't like tightened down, torqued to the correct specifications, you know. That would have been hard to show in the movie. Exactly. Yeah, they kind of had to do this for movie purposes. But the toys continue to zoom out of that machine. And it looks like Honka is struggling to keep up as they shoot right out of those doors. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what his purpose is. Is his purpose to slow them down so that they aren't flying off that ramp? Or, like, what is his particular role there? Yeah, Blug is the one who hands them off to the guy with the cart. Like, I don't understand. Why don't they just let him go down the chute? I don't know. Maybe Honka is counting at how many are coming out for the production chart. Maybe. Maybe. We'll go with that. Has the production chart changed at all since we saw it last minute? Have any no. of those pegs moved around? It does not appear so, no. I mean, maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't think so, though. Not a lot. But remember, this just started. 
for us, we've been talking about it for three weeks, but this <laughs> just started production. It hasn't been Well, we been don't know going. how much time has passed since Depatch Matic has started. That's I guess that's it could have been going it could have been going all day for all we know. Yeah, I guess that's true. As elves try to keep up with the toys, Boog asks. Boog actually has a line. <laughs> Isn't it going too fast? Too fast? Welcome to the twentieth century. <laughs> so this is the part where Vout must be completely worn out if he is still turning that crank over there because we don't see him so we have to assume he's still the one turning the lever over at the other end he must be exhausted but conveniently there's steam coming out everywhere from this machine so you can't see anything so i don't know what's going on the machine itself is like shaking yeah and like steam is billowing from the sides of the machine not behind it right but to, like on the side where Patch and Vout and everyone would have been. Right. You would think this would have been a warning sign, maybe? I, I or would maybe think Patch so. is like thinking, wow, Vout's really going. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what's creating the steam. You know, like, where is it coming from? You need to have some sort of like a, you know, I just don't, I just don't know. The steam is also obscuring the clock arms, mm -hmm. so I can't see if they're going any faster than they were last minute. Oh, no, you can see them. You can see them. Oh, Hold you on, can see. see them? Yeah. Oh, I do see them now. Yeah, yeah. they're cranking. They are just spinning around. It is cranking, yeah. it's It's got to be how long it's taking for toys to come, you know. It, it, it obviously has a different purpose than actual telling time. It must be some other, some other measurement, you know what I mean? Then the music ends, and all the elves are gathered in the workshop. Mm -hmm. Santa, followed by Dooley, comes down a couple of steps to examine the results of the competition. I'm being very dramatic. <laughs> and uh, they, you know, Patch was very smart here. I don't know if Santa gave them what they were supposed to be making. But we don't really know if Patch made more than Puffy's team. But it makes it, it looks impressive because Patch's toys were all huge. Yes. He has the wagons, the ride-ons, the scooters, you know, cars and trucks. Puffy's team has dolls and birdhouses and small items that were like hand carved so who knows who actually had more toys made at the end of this and also those clown dolls hanging from the like the rafters up yeah. above patch's pile yeah makes patch's pile looks even bigger Right. But I don't believe those clowns no. were made by pa the Patchomatic. I don't think so either. I don't see how it would have the capability of doing that. And I believe we've seen those creepy clowns hanging in the background before. Earlier in the movie. Yeah. This is why Santa should have laid out some criteria before starting uh, this competition. Yeah, I mean, I guess we don't know. He may have, you know. And it's very impressive how they stacked all of these toys <laughs> not falling over. <laughs> But I do believe what we're supposed to take away as the viewer is yes. that Santa is going with Patch because Patch has this 
big, huge right. pile of toys. Right, right. Because they look like their quality is good. You know, they appear to be up to the correct standard. So Patch not only produced a lot, but they actually look like they're in good shape. So it should be clear as to who the winner is. But our minute ends before Santa can make that final decision. That's true. He does take another look over at Puffy's pile and then turns around and looks at Patch's pile up and down, then turns back to Puffy. Mm-hmm. Puffy's looking a little nervous, but we'll find out next week mm-hmm. who Santa's assistant will be. You know, in the book, not only did Patch make those uh, ride-ons and cars and, and whatnot, in the book, they also, that machine was making puzzles. And the problem with the puzzles is they were not cut precisely. So the pieces wouldn't actually go together very well when the user goes to put their puzzle together. And this was, this Santa studying the piles was several weeks later from when they started this assistant program. I don't think it's Christmas Eve. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they would have given us a grand total. Like, oh, Puffy made... Yeah. You know, like 999,000 toys or whatever. And Puff, maybe Patch would have won by just a couple more or something like that. I also want to point out that Groot in his full chef uniform is standing next to Anya. Mm Mm-hmm. I say it every time, but I'm always amazed at how much Groot shows up in this movie. I had written him off a long time ago, but he keeps popping up. I know. He's in, like, almost every minute. He's somewhere hiding. Everywhere. It's funny. And you can also see the chef elves in the background. Yes. As Santa's walking down those little steps. But it definitely seems Santa's only criteria was who made the bigger pile of toys. Right. Should we get into that now or should we wait till next week? We can wait till next week, I think. I mean, I mean that's kind of what he was saying, right? Back in minute 43 or 42. What minute was that? Hold on. Well, all he said was whoever gets the job done best or something like that. Don't give me campaign promises. Give me results. The one who gets the job is the one who does the job best. Basically, you know, whoever does the most, I think, is really what it was, was whoever makes the most. Because they they were giving him campaign promises, you know, and he's like, no, whoever does the job the best. So it must be quality and quantity is what Santa wanted. And from what he could see, Patch did that. I would think that Santa would have some safety standards in place. What do you mean? Well, you know, like Hasbro or Mattel, they'd have, like, people testing the toys to make sure they don't fall apart or choking hazards. You would think Santa would have, like, a testing department. Maybe. Well, I don't, I mean, maybe he does now. Like like a safety (laughs) inspector. (laughs) After that Christmas, he gave away toys that all fell apart. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So in the comic book, we have um, one of the elves. I don't know which one because they don't look the same as in the movie. So I don't know if this is supposed to be 
Honka or Boog or if it's just a random elf. But he asks Patch, isn't it going too fast, Patch? He said, too fast, huh? Welcome to the 20th century, Vout. Oh, I guess it's Vout. And then you have another graphic of Puffy and he going tighter. It's got to be even tighter than that. He's telling one of the elves putting together a toy wagon. And then Patch is watching his machine put together the wheels onto a tricycle. And this tricycle looks very modern. It has rubber wheels, metal pedals. Like if this is like a modern tricycle in the comic book. And Patch is like, would you look at that? Like he didn't expect it to be working. <laughs> uh, Patch says to Santa, now see how fast my production line is. And Santa says, I must say, Patch, this is impressive. Very impressive. And then he thinks this will take some getting used to. And then it goes on to the next minute. So I don't want to get into it anymore. So the comic yeah. book is similar, you know. But, yeah, um, any more of my thoughts would overlap with our next minute. So. Right, yes. I guess we'll just have to end it here. And you'll have to come back next week. If you have anything to add to this minute or want to send us anything Santa Claus the movie related, you can email us at santabytheminute at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Santa Minute. Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And, as always, you can listen to any of our episodes... For free!